Heavenly Father, it's a blessing to be here. What a joy, Lord, to be able to gather with brethren and friends. It seems that until we aren't able to, we forget the privilege that we have. And Lord, before we would even ask a blessing on this message, we want to intercede on behalf of Brother Sasha, Sister Laura, the doctors, Brother Werner, Sister Joanna, his in-laws. Lord, we can't imagine the concern that they have. Not, we might be able to say we understand, but unless we've been in their position, we can't. Also knowing, Lord, that Brother Werner and Sister Joanna have a little grandson who's undergoing cancer treatments. Lord, be with that family. Lift them up. Strengthen them. We pray, Lord, for a miracle of healing. This morning in the Bible class, Lord, we read that those that had faith and that brought those sick into the presence of the Master could be healed. And we pray, Lord, that if it can be found in the center of thy will, that there might be a miraculous healing. And that the name of Jesus Christ might be spread abroad throughout that hospital as the great physician and the healer of all men's needs. Lord, be with Brother Hans as well, Brother Hans Spillman, who's under the weather. We pray that he might be blessed with healing. Be with those that are shut-ins, Aunt Maria, Aunt Laney, the Marcy's. Be with Brother Roger and Sister Paulette as well. And Lord, all those that would have loved to have come, we pray, Lord, that thy spirit might bless them, that they might be drawn together with us through the power of thy spirit. And now, Lord, speak unto us out of thy word and give us the instruction, the direction, the admonition, whatever we have need of, Lord. We pray that thou mightest bring that to us. Also, Lord, before I would get into the message, I want to thank thee that Sister Emily can be with us. I know this isn't her first Sunday, but it's my first Sunday when she's here. Lord, we pray that she might be blessed by being in our midst, as she certainly is a blessing to us. Now, Lord, we thank thee and we praise thee for all thy goodness in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Dear ones, as I was praying about this message and pondering on where the Lord might take it, I was led to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to begin reading with verse 18, and then I'm going to continue into Ephesians chapter 3. So Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 18, and I'll give you a moment to find it. Verse 18, uh, it, the, the, the apostle starts out by saying, for through him, him being Christ. So beginning with verse 18, for through him... We both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple, in the Lord, in which ye are also builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, for if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby, when ye read, 
ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, in of which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, and is now revealed unto the holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Wherefore, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, which is unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is the grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose, which is purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with, with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth all knowledge, and that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. I'd like to conclude with verse 21. Dear ones, I, I, I try to take a significant amount of time between Christmas and New Year's to do some reflection. And I, I purposefully save some vacation time at work so that I really don't have to go into work. And I, I stopped work on, I think the 22nd of December was my last day. And then I didn't go back until last Tuesday. But we had family and, and we're working, was working on Jeremy's house. And then I got a cold. And so my reflection just didn't work the way I wanted it to. And when I started feeling a bit stronger last weekend and into Monday, having Monday off, I, I really focused on going through my my journal for last year. And each year I also try to come up with a word. I pray that the Lord would give me a word that I could focus on for the year. And interestingly enough, going into 2021, not knowing at all what the Lord would have in store for me and for us, my word was reimagine. So for 2021, it was reimagine. How might God help me see things and reimagine things on a completely different level. 
And lo and behold, it was a year full of having to reimagine a lot of things. And as I went through my, my, my reflections, there were so many blessings. And there were blessings, and, and, and I shared this with a colleague, and I, and I said, you know, what I did, I kind of went through each day in my, in my journal, and, and then I pulled out learnings, and I ended up with like 12 pages of bullet points of ex- great experiences, learnings, and not all, you know, so if you think about learnings, not all learnings are good. There were so many failures that I had last year, things that didn't go the way I thought they should. But I forced myself to figure out, what is God teaching me in this? What can I do better in this? And when, you, when I did that, the year really was a blessing to me. There were, there were just amazing experiences that I made. So, and I still hadn't settled on a word. And as I was going through those reflections, the Lord gave me this word for 2022. Opportunity. Opportunity. Dear ones, as soon as I thought on that word opportunity, this scripture came to mind. And I wish for you that as you enter 2022, you might look for opportunity. Opportunity in every aspect of your life. First and foremost, opportunity in our spiritual walk with God. How can we grow closer to him in this year? How can we experience him in a deeper, richer level than we have to date? Opportunities in our relationships. We have a young couple, newlyweds, in our midst. I'm so excited for them. Opportunity just lays in front of them. I've been married 40 years, 40 and a half years. Wow. No wonder I look as old as I do. But even in my marriage, I want to view it as opportunity. How can it grow? How can the relationship grow? My opportunity with my children. What opportunities will I have with them? Maybe, let me phrase it another way. What opportunities will I seize in the coming year to build relationships with my grandchildren in the church? with you folks. So with that as a backdrop, I'm going to kind of walk through these scripture verses because, you know, it's really easy for us to get down. There was, there's, a, there's a statement that I heard some years ago, and it's, to whatever you give energy, you give power. To whatever you give energy, you give power. If you're spending your time listening 24-7 to news... I'm going to pray that you can find something else to spend some time with. I'm not saying ignore it, but the problem is it's 24-7, and it will drag you down. So what are you giving energy to? Are you giving energy to the negative things in life? If so, I want to challenge you with some thoughts here. Right with, So I, I read verse 18 in chapter 2 just to kind of set the stage for for verse for going on but for unto for through him through Christ we have access by one spirit to the father it doesn't matter what's happening in the world my brother and my sister we have access to god we can have a relationship with god the father better 
than Adam and Eve did before the fall. Why would I say better? Because we understand what it costs for that relationship, and they didn't. And once they realized that the relationship was gone, time had to wait for Christ. History had to wait. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Dear ones, we, as the, as the household of faith, the true believers on the face of this earth are the habitation of God. We are the new temple. Yes, God, God dwelt in the temple that was made with hands. And there was a region within that temple and only the high priest could go once a year after, being, after going through a purification process and a cleansing process. And it would, say, it would talk about the fact that, the, that the, 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 the Jews would be praying without so that this high priest could actually get into the holiest of holies and, and be able to survive the experience of coming into the presence of where the Spirit of God dwelled. We become... The Spirit, the habitation of God through the Spirit. That is a tremendous opportunity. Have we thought about that, dear ones? As glorious as that temple was, it doesn't hold a candle to the temple that exists today in God's children. As we are so unique, we are the jewels that he has here on earth, building up this beautiful habitation through the Spirit. And I'll, and I'll talk a little bit more of that when I get into chapter 3. And then Paul says, For this cause I, Paul, prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, and you've heard of the dispensation of grace which is given to me, given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the, of the mystery of Christ. And, and Paul is talking about there's this great mystery no, and think about it, dear ones. We've got a couple thousand years of history. We've got all of Paul's writings, all of John's writings. We've got the gospel writers' records. We've got Peter's writings, James, Jude. We have that, and we have the historical evidence of some of us seeing and observing for years. We can go back and remember people from our past. They had none of this. We really can understand the mystery of Christ much deeper than they could because it was all very brand new to them. Lost my spot here a minute. Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. He's identifying the fact that something transitioned just before this, that this, this was not revealed. How this was going to work was not revealed to, to the prophets. They, they, couldn't, they really couldn't understand it. They were told what was happening. They were told what was going to happen. But until you experience it, you can't fully understand. Think about it, dear ones. My guess is that for many of you that were raised 
you know, in a Christian home, you could have probably recited what conversion is like, what you probably would have had, an, had knowledge of it, but until you experienced it, you don't know what it is. You can, those of us that have experienced peace with God can tell people what it's like, but unless you experience it, you can't. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs, and of the same body and partakers with the promises, promise in Christ by the gospel. Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. My brother, my sister, do we realize that we have access to the unsearchable riches of Christ? Think about that. I challenge us in 2022 to to search who really is Christ. More More than just, he's my savior, yes. But do I really do it? And I keep going back to to the motto of the ICFG, to know Christ, to have fellowship with him so that we can make him known. Who will we make Christ known to in 2022? Let me say that again. Who will we make Christ known to in 2022? Now I'm going to pause here for a moment and ask you a question. What kind of people do you like to be around? What kind of people do you like to be around? Do you like to be around people that are filled with optimism? Do you like to be around people who are positive-minded, who see the glass half full, not half empty? Do you like to be around people that when they wake up in the morning, it's, wow, this is going to be a great day? Or... Do you like to be around people that always see what's wrong? Government's a mess, full of crooks. COVID's never gonna be over with. Look at all these things we have to deal with. Look at those gas prices. Unbelievable that these gas, there's no reason for these gas prices to be that high because if we'd simply open up that pipeline again, guaranteed those gas prices would go down. Yeah, it's true. I got a question. Any of us not able to fill our gas tank? Really frustrating to get to the store and not find what you want on the shelf. Really frustrating. Okay, so pick up your iPad or your phone and log into Amazon, and it'll probably be at your house on Tuesday. Who do you like to be around? If we really want to have a year of opportunity... We have to choose to be the people that people want to be around. And it's a choice. It really is. Now, the reason I'm sharing this with you is you are probably going to have to remind me of that at least a few times in 2022. So I give you full permission to say, hey, slap me upside the head. I don't care. Wake up. Be positive. Why should we be positive? And to make all men see 
What is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ? Paul is saying this mystery was hidden until this time that we're reading about. Listen to verse 10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places. Who is it? That's angels. To the intent that now unto the... That, uh, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Do we realize what that verse says? That verse says that the church, we, the believers in the world, get to show to the angels a part of God that they don't even understand. That's opportunity. Not only are we to reflect to the world, the lost and dying world, the riches of Christ, but we, we actually get to be that example to the angels. The angels literally look with wonder at what we have in Christ because they can't. That's amazing according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And listen, listen to the prayer that he was praying for these believers that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Not our strength, not your strength, Christ's strength by the spirit. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Dear ones, when I think of 2022 and I think of this op the, the word opportunity, we have the opportunity, I have the opportunity in this year to really work diligently to understand the riches, the fullness of God. Who is he to me? Not, yes, he's the creator of everything. But what kind of relationship does he want to have with me? What was it really like for Adam and Eve to walk with God in the cool of the evening and talk with him? I should be able to know that. And with a greater appreciation than Adam and Eve could have. Because I know I don't deserve it. Before the fall, they didn't know they didn't deserve it. That was normal. Wow. Am I, am I taking the time alone with him to walk, talk? Like the hymn writer wrote, I come to the garden alone when the dew is still on the roses. 
And my kids already know, and you know I can't remember lyrics. But he walks with me and he talks with me. His friends. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Who is, what is that power that worketh in us? It's not us. It's Christ. It's the Holy Spirit given by the shed blood of Christ, made possible by the shed blood of Christ, that we can be more than conquerors through him that loved us. We don't just squeak by. And it doesn't matter what the world brings. Because there's a different world. There's a different kingdom. Jesus said, if my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. Now, I know I'm kind of giving you a parallel path. One is that spiritually, we need to realize that this is not our kingdom. But we are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador lives in that foreign nation. An ambassador brings forth the, 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 the views, the wishes, the desires of whoever they are ambassadors for. And we get to be, and, and it's, dear ones, it's a privilege to be an ambassador for Christ. And we could say, but you know, well, what if they, and what if they do? Guess what? We have diplomatic immunity. There's nothing that this world can do that will sever our relationship with our master. We have diplomatic immunity. Now, that doesn't mean that I have diplomatic plates on my car. If I speed, I'm getting a ticket. But we shouldn't fear what men can do. Some of us may not enter 2023. Well, it could be that none of us do. The Lord may come, and while that will be, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, what a glorious day that's going to be. And can you imagine, dear ones, what an opportunity if all of us could meet that day together and meet our Savior in the air? That could happen in 2022. Or I may get an illness that takes me there before. But I promise you this, I'll be there waiting. That's the opportunity we have. Now, there are, I, I still think there's things we need to do. We, we can't just, you know, opportunity, when, when, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. When opportunity knocks, it's too late to prepare. So we can't just say, you know, Nobody in this room, other than people my age, will not remember this, but remember when there used to be those photo mat booths where you could drop off your film cartridge, you know, and, um, and, and there used to be a, a joke about photo mat, someday your prince will come, because it was supposed to be overnight, but it usually wasn't. You know, so we can't just sit there and say, someday opportunity is going to come. No, it's not. It's, well, it's coming, but will you even know it? You know, one of the things about seizing an opportunity is you have to see it. There's all kinds of opportunities. We miss them because our eyes aren't open. So I was trying to think, well, what scripture could help us make sure that we get, that we're ready? 
And I was reminded of Philipp, first, uh, First Thessalonians 5. In 1 Thessalonians 5, beginning with verse 16, rejoice evermore. You know, if, if we're really rejoicing, we're going to see opportunity. If we're whining and complaining, we won't. Because there's a difference. See, when we whine and complain, we're self-focused. We're inward-focused. If we're rejoicing, we're outward-focused. Pray without ceasing. You know, I, I remember talking once to my grandma friend, and she she just said, David, I always want to be in a spirit of prayer. You know, Grandpa died maybe 20 years before she did, so she was like a widow for like 20 years. Spent a lot of time alone, and I really believe that, that Grandma was probably in a prayerful mind most of the time. She was an unusual woman. Verse 18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ, Je- or in Christ Jesus concerning you. And then 19, quench not the Spirit, You know, sometimes the Spirit's uncomfortable. He is in my life, at least. Because sometimes he's telling me things that I don't really want to hear, but I need to hear. Like, son, that's dangerous. Get away. Son, you're not spending enough time in the Word. Son, you need to pray more. I don't like those things, but I need those things. And I'm glad that Paul said to the Thessalonians, quench not the spirit, despise not the prophesyings. Don't, you know, I know, I know it's in the Bible, but I don't really, well, it doesn't matter whether we like it or not. If it's in the Bible, we need to do it. And, 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 and we need to have the mindset of David that said, you know, I, I, I love to spend my days meditating on thy word. Prove all things. Don't believe everything you see. Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true. Prove all things. Ask the Lord to reveal things to us. Hold fast to that which is good. Such a simple statement. Hold fast to that which is good. And you know, dear ones, there is so much that is good. There is so much that is good. We just have a tendency to focus on the negative. You know, I have, I have a, in my possession, thanks to the, the, the graciousness of Aunt Trudy, I have a Bible that was Uncle Philip's. And I just picked it up. When I was homesick, I, 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 I saw it, and I picked it up, and just to realize that this Bible was given to him by his dad when they still lived in Toledo at the turn of the last century. And some of the pages are literally worn. They're, they're, they're not there. They're there, but they're not bound anymore. And to me, I know that's a temporal thing, but hold on to that which is good. Hold fast to it. And just, so I moved it. I had it on a, a night, on an end table in our, in our living room where we had a family Bibles. So I moved it into my office so that I can grab it more often. To me, that's an anchor. Abstain from even the appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and whole body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that hath called you who also will 
do it. What I love about this is, dear ones, if we purpose in our hearts to have 2022 be a year of opportunity, of walking closer with the master, of finding out the, 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 the opportunities, the riches of Christ that's all around us. Yes, in the midst of darkness, that's where we're going to see it the brightest. If we purpose in our hearts to do that, it will happen because it's not us that does it. Philippians, is it Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Yes, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.6. It's not up to me. Oh, it's up to me to surrender daily. It's up to me to remember whatever you give energy to, you give life to. What, whatever, if I feed this, if I make it a point every day to feed this, God will do the work. And, and the Apostle Paul gave us that other really wonderful, you know, I refer to it as the whatsoevers. He knew that the battle would be for our thought life. Nothing's different from, you know, 60 AD to 2022. Just think about whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good. Think on those things. And when we do, we're going to realize as the songwriter said, as we sang together, we are really blessed because we're loved by God. May the Lord add his blessing to this word.